All right, uh, welcome to the Mesh Point Podcast, and tonight we're excited to have Coach Thad Fortune. He's the head coach at uh, Midland High School out in Texas. Coach, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Thank you all so much for having me on. Happy to be here. Yeah, I know. We're definitely excited to have you. Um, why don't you talk uh, – well, we always kick it off with your background, like where you grew up, where you played, uh, where you've coached, and kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's gotten you up to, to Midland at this point. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I grew up in a town called Anson, uh, which is a, a small, it's a 2A school, um, about 20 miles north of Abilene. So that's, it's about three hours west of Fort Worth. Um, and it's, a, so my graduating class was 60, uh, just to kind of give context. I know classifications are different everywhere. Um, but anyway, I, I was, so I 2A, kind of small school athlete, got to do it all, had a, had a blast. You know, we, we thought we were really good. We probably weren't that good, but we thought we were good. Um, and then from there, I went. To, I played football at East Texas Baptist University, Division Three school out in Marshall. Um, and so went out there. I mean, I was a West Texas kid. Went out there, uh, had a great experience. Um, played a little bit uh, towards the end of my career there, and and so just in and really even leading up to that, I kind of knew I wanted to coach. Um, and kind of feel fortunate in that regard that I didn't. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just knew, um, even in high school, kind of my senior year, I just remember telling my high school coach, uh, I think I want to be a coach, you know, and that was, I didn't really overthink it and just kind of started working that direction. Um, so I finished up at ETBU. Uh, my first job was at Stephenville, um, Stephenville high school, which is a great Texas program. I was really fortunate to get in there. I was a junior high. Uh, I was a seventh grade C team coach and, uh, freshman basketball. So, um, it was a welcome to coaching real quick for me. Um, but it was, you know, I was able to be around really to, and I, once again, I was kind of on the junior high staff and the freshman basketball staff. So I wasn't in the mix really, but I was just kind of watching everything and it was neat to see, um, a high school program, how, how it worked and and especially a, a great program like Stephenville. But, um, I got the opportunity to go back to ETBU after two years at Stephenville for a guy that I played for, um, hired me as his receiver coach at ETBU, um, ended up surviving one staff turnover there and, and moved kind of coach receivers and quarterbacks for four years. Um, I started working a quarterback camp about my second year at ETBU with a guy named Alan Wardis who runs a, and, I, and I'm biased, but I think it's the best quarterback camp uh, around in, in Texas called Air It Out. And so I started working for him in the summers, and that really led to my biggest break um, is I just got a call of the blue from Blake Felt, who was the head coach at Odessa Permian. Um, and I was uh, I was looking to get into high school. Um, we had just had our first kid, so I was looking to get into high school and help my wife stay home. So, you know, you're not making any money coaching D3 ball. Uh, and out of nowhere, I get a call from Permian asking me to be the OC, and it was – <laughs> kind of like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. Um, and so that was it. It was, uh, it was, a, I was an offense coordinator at Odessa Permian for seven years. Um, a really neat experience. And, uh, um, obviously an incredible place to coach high school football. Um, I feel like I grew a lot and learned a lot about, you know, what a, what a good high school football program looks like and how it operates year round, day to day. And the guy that hired me at Odessa Permian, left four years in and he took the athletic director job over here in Midland, um, which is about 15 minutes from Odessa. And so uh, the Midland high job came open last year, I guess in 
into 2020. Um, and anyway, I was hired at Midland High in February of 21. So that's that's kind of how I got to where I am. That's awesome. Um, and you said you coach quarterbacks and receivers over at ETBU? Yes, sir. I, co- I went as a receiver coach. And oh, then okay. uh, so I started as a receiver uh, years two and three. I coach quarterbacks, um, and which is, you know, what I really – I was obviously always trying to get back to that position. Okay. Um, I played quarterback. And so uh, – and then once after my third year at ETV, we had a staff turnover. Um, I was retained but moved back to receivers. Gotcha. Um, and so that – so, you know, I feel like I've cut – you know, some guy – I'm one of those guys I, I, I only know – offensive side of the ball for better mm-hmm. or for worse. I'm not mm-hmm. – I kind of admire and envy those guys. I got some guys on my staff that I feel like can coach anything because they've done it all. And I, I'm um, – yeah, I feel like it's kind of – I've taken a deep dive on quarterback and, and now obviously quarterback in the option play. But I, yeah. um, I'd have a long way to go on the other side of the ball. Gotcha. Well, um, in that journey, I'm sure there's been some guys you've had to lean on, talk to – uh, you know, help you make some decisions over the years. Maybe talk about a couple guys that are mentors to you that have really helped you uh, get where you are today. Yeah, no, I think it starts for me um, with my high school coach, Daryl Cash, um, who just, you know, is one of those deals. Uh, I just, we, I, I was just grateful. He was just a great man and, and it ran a great program. And I was um, in Anson, we weren't going to win a state title. We weren't going to do any of that kind of stuff, but we, uh, we worked hard and we worked hard every day. And I learned, I just learned so much about just what it takes to, um, like I tell the kids at Midland High, like you do all this just to have a chance. Um, you know, there's, there's no guarantees in it. Um, and so we, I just learned what, I mean, we, I just, I really feel like I was fortunate, uh, my high school athletic career to do everything. We had a little success, uh, you know, we made the playoffs and stuff. And, um, but he was really he just my, and I had several great coaches in Anson, but, but my head coach, Daryl Cash, really kind of inspired me. The guy that rec- recruited me at ETVU was a, a man named Ralph Harris, um, who's passed away in the last year. Um, but he was, I mean, he was the only guy that recruited me. And that's five and a half hours away. Uh, it's just, and this is before, I mean, I'm sending out VHS tapes. Uh, I still remember making them in my kitchen. Um, and we're sending out VHS tapes and a, a letter, you know, um, yeah. and to, you know, you, you don't even, you have no idea what to expect. And you're, and so to get essentially two, five, two schools, two phone calls, and one of them was him and to be recruited, I, that was the coolest thing that ever happened to me. Um, after my junior year there, he was let go. Uh, my junior year at ETB, they hired a guy named Mark Sartain, um, who even to this day, I would call a mentor. Um, he's, I just retired from the high school ranks in East Texas, but um, just a great man. Taught me a lot about uh, being a coach and also uh, pursuing Christ as you're a coach um, and, and what that looks like on just a day-to-day basis. Um, so to have the opportunity to play for him and then go back and work for him um, was invaluable. Um, I, it's kind of the timing after three years as a coach at ETBU, um, the university made a, a head coaching change and I was retained. Uh, by a guy named Josh Ergel, um, who's really – he's the tight ends coach at Florida International right now. Um, but from Coach Ergel, I feel like I really learned how to run a, a like a football practice and, and just 
like what it takes to um, the energy required, the effort put into it, um, how detailed and planned you should be. Um, and I really just took a lot from that year with Coach Urgel. Um, and that, that staff was great. Scotty Walden was the offensive coordinator. He's a, he's a head coach at Austin P now. Um, and there were, there were several great coaches on that staff. And I was fortunate to be able to, to work alongside those guys. Uh, but then, like I kind of mentioned earlier, when I was at ETB, I started working these quarterback camps. And they, they, I worked for a guy named Alan Wardis, who was the OC at Hardin-Simmons for 25 years probably. And, and really in Texas – um, and not a lot of people. He, if he may have had more influence, you know, outside of the air raid guys than any college coach in Texas. Just what Harden Simmons was doing um, a long time before anybody else was doing. I mean, it's un, it's unbelievable um, what he was doing before anybody else was, and just how connected he is, and, and how many people, you know, he's he's a good friend of mine and a mentor, and I'm honored to say that, but. A lot of, I mean, I don't know, hundreds for sure, hundreds of coaches in the state of Texas lean lean on him for all sorts of stuff. And, and uh, what a great guy. Uh, and so I can't say enough about him because, you know, he, he let me work his camps and it turned out that I was working his camps and they were really, um, I worked them for three or four summers and, you know, you don't, you're just working them because you need a little extra cash. And it, it really turned into a, a three or four year job interview. Um, because Coach Feld at Permian was in need of a quarterback coach and an OC, um, and he didn't really know Coach Waters. They were acquaintances, but he knew Coach Waters has a reputation of just knowing good coaches. Um, and so he called Coach Waters and, and said, hey, I need quarterback coach OC. And, I mean, once again, like one of those pivotal moments that changed my life is, is Coach Waters. Well, you need to call this guy. I mean, that's, you know, it's literally I'm just a product of knowing the right people and Hopefully, I did a good job for him. And so, got to Permian. And, and I guess recently, you know, working for Blake Felt at Permian, um, who's won a state title down here in Texas. And, and just um, now he's my boss. He's the athletic director at Midland ISD now. Uh, but if I hadn't spent seven years at Permian, I don't think I'd, I would uh, – I do not think – I know I wouldn't be ready uh, to, to be a head coach. There, there's no question in my mind. Um, and so, to get to work for him and the preparation that he required – um, from his staff every day. And uh, just that really grew me a lot as a football coach. That's awesome. Yeah. You had a, you had a front row seat, man. How it's supposed yeah. to be. That's, that's awesome. No, no doubt. It, it was, uh, it was just once, I mean, I, I just can't, I, I'm indebted really to those two guys. I mean, obviously I, it's, I can look back and see how each step built on the other and without one of them, the next one doesn't happen. Um, and it's maybe just because they're more recent, but but Coach Wardus and Coach Felt, um, just such huge influences, and in, you know not only in my my coaching career but in my life as well. Um, and so I, those guys, I've just been really fortunate um, to 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 be, you know, to work under great people um, and to learn, and then um, you know, and hopefully, I mean, that's that's the story for a lot of guys, and hopefully, I can be that to a younger coach one day as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, let's talk a little football now. Um, you know, wh why the option? Talk about, you know, why you transitioned to uh, the gun flex bone, which makes I, I think you guys a little unique um, to traditional, you know, under center uh, flex bone teams and what advantages that that may have. 
Yeah. So we, when I, only thing I knew as I, when I was at ETBU as a quarterback, we, I mean, you know, we were trying our heart out, but we, and I think we were in four different systems, four years. Um, when I worked for Coach Sartain at ETBU, we were, we were really an I team, a lot of 20 personnel, but he, he was really the first guy, Mark Sartain, that kind of introduced me to the pistol. He started getting in the pistol, um, I think, before a lot of – he started – I mean, obviously Nevada was in it. Um, and then he started kind of getting right into it, not, not long after those guys did. And so I learned a lot about the pistol um, really working for him, and I played in it just a little bit. Um, but by, when I was coaching – and so in it, coaching at ETBU, we, you know, we were mainly 11 personnel, just inside-out zone – outside zone, counter spread stuff. Um, and, all, and all I really knew is I just, I wanted an identity and I, and I kind of felt as a coach and as a, just as a quarterback, I always felt this way that I, I just, I, I was identityless uh, when it came to f- offensive scheme. And, you know, I, I would, there were teams in our conference that you knew exactly what they were going to do and they still did it. And I just always kind of envied that, like, man, you know what they're about to do and they still do it so well. It doesn't matter. Um, and so I just always kind of wanted, I wanted something like that. I didn't know what I wanted. I just knew I wanted an identity, um, offensively. And so I get the call from Permian and I, and I'm, I'm thinking that I want to be a, uh, an underneath kind of 11 personnel. I really like underneath stuff. Um, you know, that's kind of what I was really, honestly, I was just like grasping for stuff that I, thought I knew. Um, and so anyway, long story short, I, I didn't know what I was. Uh, and coach felt told me that uh, they'd been spread the year before at Permian. Uh, and, and coach felt was kind of coming into a situation he was having to turn around and he thought they needed a change. And so, um, he kind of told me at the end of the interview process, uh, by the way, by the way, we're going to run the option out of the pistol. And little did he know how desperate I was just, I was looking for a high school job much less the coordinator job at Permian um, that he could have said, I, I tell people all the time that he literally, he really, he kind of set the course for me. Cause if he would have said, Hey, we're about to go five wide. Don't you ever think about running the ball? I'd have been like, all right. I mean, like I was, yeah. that's how open to everything I was. It was, yeah. he could have said, we're about to go straight T and I'm like, all right, well here, let me see what I can find yeah. uh, that. And so I was literally, I was that this is in the this is in the spring of 14. Um, I, I had no I didn't once again, all I wanted was an identity. I just wanted to be able to hang my hat on something. Yep. And whatever whatever came out of his mouth next, I was about to go try to get as good as I could at it. And he happened to say <laughs> option out of the pistol. And so that's that's literally how I got into it. Um, at that time, Ferris State was still doing it. Um, okay. And so we kind of started looking at those guys um, and really and I don't have much contact with those guys or anything, but we learned, we learned how to snap the ball from those guys, which uh-huh. seems small, but you know, and I mean, it's huge for us. I mean, like that, obviously we're not doing anything if we don't feel like we can get a good snap. Um, yeah. And so we learned how to snap the ball from the guys at Ferris state in 14, we didn't know what we were doing and we had a good year, but we had great players. Um, I mean, literally we, my, my stat that sticks out to me in 14 is, is we wanted well, we were going to be an option team and we were going to throw spread concepts. So basically we were, we were going to reinvent football and, <laughs> you know, everybody was going to want to talk to us. And quickly we became, we were good because of good players, but we were still identityless. 
and we still weren't, you know, I didn't, I did not feel, uh, like I was mastering any, anything at all. I was just, there's like, you know, one of those deals where you go in every Sunday and you try to figure out how to make it work. Um, and so we, but we, like we were a triple, we knew we wanted to be a triple option team. We just didn't know how to do it. I mean, we, in 14, we only pitched the ball 13 times, which is like, we just didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. You know, we were, we were just, we were just flying by the seat of our pants. And, um, so I had one, you know, you talk about people you meet and how they influence you that a couple summers before that work in aired out camps, I had met Chuck Peterson and, um, you know, Chuck was the OC at air force for, I guess, I mean, forever. He's at Navy now. Um, but we had, I had worked, I mean, all summer I'd, I'd got to know Chuck and we talked ball and I didn't, you know, I just, just cause we're just coaches working a quarterback camp work. You know, you don't think anything of it. You're just talking ball and hanging out and, and trying to survive the Texas summers. Um, but so we're, we realized in 14, we don't know what we're doing. We need to get better at something either. Maybe we are going to be a spread team or if we're going to be an option team, we need to learn the option. Um, and so we did. So finally it, it hit us. I mean, we know, and coach felt new Chuck a little bit. It's like, we just need to bring Chuck in. And so Chuck was coaching Orange Lutheran in Southern California at the time. Um, and we flew Chuck in to, to, out to Permian. And for three days, man, we, we, we sat down in a bank conference room over in Odessa. And he just ground our brains to ground beef <laughs> and just taught us. I mean, I'm sure he watched our film and was like, these guys are ridiculous. Um, they don't know what they're doing. And he was right. Um, <laughs> and so we – and it's like, it's one of those deals. I remember vividly that week we had him for three days and just like, he might as well have been talking Chinese to me. Um, and it just, it was one of, and I tell young coaches all the time that want to learn about it. Like, I don't know how you learn, but the way I learn is I just stare at a board and draw it up and write it up. I mean, I over it. And it finally, I don't know when it clicked, but I feel like it clicked and hopefully I hope it clicks more. Um, but so he was the one who really, um, taught us the flex bone as far as the rules and how to operate it. And we still, we still had a long way to go on our process to doing it like we wanted, but that, that really got us started. Um, and so that was, I mean, so we're, you know, we're in the pistol, our toes are at three yards, the quarterback's toes are at three yards, the B backs two yards behind him. Um, but, but, but honestly, outside of that, it's just flex bone principles. Um, so, it, and, and I would say if there are a couple things, um, I can't sit here and tell, I mean, I, you know, like Dietrich and Ken Plunk and the Tascosa guys and Amber, like all those guys are underneath and like, I think it's awesome. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just what I've done. It's just, I don't, so I, I don't even know how to teach it from underneath um, as far as, you know, footwork and all the stuff that goes into it. Uh, we just started hashing it out. Um I mean, like, I mean, it's just really, we just over just a lot of trial and error worked it out. Um, you know, I'd say one thing that we were able to do, maybe that an underneath team, we throw a lot more screens. Um, you know, like I said, originally we were going to throw the ball, like we wanted to be 50-50. We were about to change the sport um, and we weren't good at anything. So, but we just stayed in the pistol. So there's, yeah, um, I wish we could quarterback sneak. I miss that aspect of it. But 
Um, outside of that, a lot of guys tell me they like it because they're back away from the line a little bit more. Um, and once again, though, I don't have anything to, I, I don't have a, a good barometer to, to think, to judge it the other way. Cause this, this is all I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and so what, the only thing that we, you know, we, like I said, we'll, I do think just from watching guys and, and we used to be in Tascosa's district and, um, you know, I watched a lot of those guys is we probably throw more screens, more quick screens, more tunnel screens. Uh, we probably throw a little more quick game than people. Um, but we're still even, you know, the story of my offseason every year is like, man, maybe I can try to figure out how to throw it just a hair better this year. You know, I mean, like that's yeah. it's like ground it's Groundhog Day, yeah. and that yeah. would be true. That would be true again this winter. We're we're like maybe we can, <laughs> you know, we're, we're it's like we're searching, for, and I am. I'm I'm kind of just like how I, I, you know, I feel I call the mid triple any any down and feel good about it, and you know, inside veer and. Um, it's kind of like searching for that pass concept that we feel that confident in um, that we can operate. And, um, and that, and that, that maybe that's, the, I have not found that. So we're still searching. We, we throw post will and we, we're very, like I said, I, sometimes I feel like I let people down because they, they really want to know what's going on. I'm, like, I'm man, we're just in the pistol. And after that, it's just a flex bone. Um, and we, hang, hang on now. I was looking at some stats. You had this kid in 2000, man, looked like he threw 21 t- touchdown passes. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's that was uh, 2020. Had a kid named Harper Terry who who could sling it. And, um, but, you know, I think that's a t- when we had a phenomenal receiver. And it, it's just like, once again, you know, you feel like you're taking crazy pills or something because people just act like you're doing this. You know, what are you doing? It's like, man, I don't know, but I know this. Like, this dude's unguardable one-on-one, and because of what y'all have to do to stop the triple, you have to play him one-on-one. And that – and that and, – and, and that, you know, we threw 21 touchdown passes in 11 games um, and didn't – and the run game didn't – I mean, it was it was remarkable because, I mean, like, when we – when we well, if we're going to show triple, they're going to roll, and you're not going to guard that kid on a post corner. It's like one of those type situations. So um, – Mm-hmm. And, and then so I, we have been we've had I've had years like that where we had a kid who was unguardable and we would throw post corner and the, the tunnel screen away for the motion. And it was just ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, the years when we don't quite have a kid like that, we're much more um, like our only big plays are going to come on play action. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so we look much more like a normal you know, just a flex bone team kind of grinding it out and trying to take our, to pick our spots. But, um, yeah, so I, yeah, we, we've had, I've had, and I've had some good quarterbacks, man, like some dudes that could play. And, um, that kid wasn't, and what I like about option football, and it's I, and not just, and I'm not like, I like, you know, I mean, I think there's, I like good football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, 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 if a, if a guy has a system and he believes in it, and he, like, he's just not influenced by the latest Twitter trend. Every like, I like, I don't care what it is. I just like dudes who have developed a system and believe in it, and know the answers and know the ins and outs. And that's why I was attracted to option football, is just because it it had so many if then scenarios, and I I could finally quit acting like I was Bill Walsh and, and like <laughs> smarter dudes had already figured this stuff out. Um, and so. Uh, I don't know where I was going with all that, but um, 
anyway, we I've been fortunate to have some some quarterbacks that could really play. I know what I'm saying is what I like about it is that kid Harper Terry who's at Eastern New Mexico now, um, and I love the kid. I, I tell him the story is is when he was a freshman, um, and my wife always tells me this story when he was a freshman he couldn't catch a snap. I mean he was just so nervous and puckered up. Um, and he he just couldn't catch a snap. And I remember I came home spring of his freshman year and I told my wife I said if he's ever a quarterback you better just pack the bags and uh, and lo and behold he became our quarterback and he was awesome I mean just unbelievable and and just because he worked his butt off every day he just for four and, and you know and he screwed up full speed and just kept getting better and kept getting better and was tough as nails uh and anyway so I, I can be, it's good to know that I could be way wrong about kids because um, <laughs> he he turned out to be a great one. And like I, you know, that year, you know, so at Permian that year we had, a, I mean, and Permian obviously has had tons of great football seasons and tons of great football players. But I think, um, and we had a kid that year, we set the, that kid had six, uh, like 17 touchdown receptions. I mean, it's unbelievable how open this kid could get, but once again, it was one-on-one. And he was an unguardable high school receiver. So um, that was a neat year for us. Was it? And I was, you know, really happy for that kid, uh, that quarterback, to, to persevere and become the player he became. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Matured a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, Coach, t- uh, tell the listeners about, you know, what, what Midland football looks like now, what you brought over from Permian, and what you didn't. Um, you know, and how you guys are, are still uh, in the pistol. Yeah, no. So we came over um, and I was, you know, to be quite, you know, when I saw my, my biggest deal and I got the job um, is that my first, I've got to get a great O-line guy. Um, and that's like, that was one thing I just learned that part. I mean, just, I, we'd always had a great O-line guys at Permian. Yeah. Um, Jeff Ellison was our O-line coach. He's the head coach there now. Um, and just, I just kind of saw like, once, you know, I can draw up all these plays and teach the quarterback. All, I mean, you can do all that stuff, but like if those guys aren't coached correctly every day, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I, our O-line coach at Permian my last year was a guy named Paul Martinez. Um, and so I, like he was my, I had to get him. And so he was, he, I made him my offensive coordinator over here at Midland High. Um, and he's just picked up where he left off at Permian. I mean, I, I think he's the best. Um, so he got our kids playing low and fast and mean and with a chip on their shoulder. And so we're still, um, we're still running the triple that really nothing's changed. It was interesting for me this year, um, having to teach juniors and seniors, you know, I had, I was seven years at Permian. And so by my last season at Permian, you know, I wasn't teaching a senior. I mean, that's all, that's literally my, my last two quarterbacks at Permian had never not taken a pistol snap. Yeah. Um, they had not, they had never not run the triple. I mean, starting in seventh grade. And so um, that was a huge adjustment for me. And it really, I, I, it really made me a better coach um, mm-hmm. because I, I, I hadn't had it. Like I said, I hadn't had to teach a senior who had started, you know, hands, you know, I don't know. He'd, I guess he'd started 15 games maybe as a, as a six, eight quarterback. Um, and they were a spread team. And, and so I had never taught a guy that had a lot of other experience. Um, and you talk about having to really, like slow down and reteach and, and learn different ways, you know, because when you're working with a 
seventh, eighth, ninth grader, a lot of it's kind of like, crap, we'll just keep running it. I mean, after thousands of reps, they're going to figure it out. And it's like, when it's a senior, you don't have that luxury. Um, You know, we got to get it going. And so I really learned a lot about how to slow it down. I I grew as far as a quarterback coach, as far as how to teach the footwork part of it that I had taken for granted at Permian. It just kind of, we just, uh, you know, you know, like a freshman kid just watches the older kids do it. And by the time he's an older kid, he can kind of do it. Just one of those yeah. deals. Yeah. And now I'm teaching these older kids and I really had to get back to the basics of it. Um, and so we just started, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. We started last winter with just working two ball drill and working. I mean, it's all those basic things that, you know, that we still do every day, uh, but it was, we, we started those again last week and um, it's unbelievable what a year does. I mean, it's, it's, it's really like I was, like I was telling you coach, I mean, like a year ago when I was, I mean, it's painstakingly going through all of it. And uh, now we just hit it and, and they know exactly what's going on. It's, it's good. So um, we're still, we, we kind of made a, our last few years at Permian, we got away from playing with a tight end um, and we've, uh, and we got away from running the, I, I know I call it the G. Everybody calls it the down. Uh, we got away from that, which early on at Permian was a huge play for us. Um, we got away from it the last few years. And so I had already, even before I got the middle and high job, I'd kind of like decided like, I've got to get back to that play. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we also got that. I wanted to get back to using the tight end one to run that play. And then two to dictate the front a little better. I felt like we were really getting pushed to the boundary um, all the time. And so, that's that's probably some differences is that we're really committed to to, to the tight end um, and getting that out and that's new to me. Um, like we just we just didn't use one at Permian. Uh, we used one in fifteen and had a great one in fifteen, and then didn't use one again really. Um, and so I'm that's that's kind of neat for me. I'm relearning kind of that option game towards the tight end, um, which has been really fun. And you know how it is like man. I, I kind of, I wish I, I don't know what I've been doing the last few years. I probably should have been <laughs> like, it opens up a whole new world. I feel like, so yeah. we're really, we're, we're, you know, we started that last year. Um, we didn't get to some stuff last year. Um, you know, we, we, we didn't get to the counter option, um, which I really like always ran that at Permian. Um, and it really, I mean, and we, and I'll say it's funny. We ran the counter option a lot. We were seeing a lot of four three, and then we started seeing a lot of odd fronts. And so I guess that's part of it. And it, I just never worked it enough first to fifty to get real comfortable with it. Um, but we're going to work that again this year. We've already. Um, right. All right, coach. Okay. So, so anyway, I was just saying we. We know we didn't get to everything this year um, at, at Midland High. We just, like I said, we're starting from ground zero, which was a really neat experience for me to learn how to to teach it from, you know, just when you're talking with varsity kids that had a whole other system. And we were literally starting from square one. I, I mean, at, at, at every facet of the game or, you know, offensively. Yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, counter option to kind of, was a really good play for us at Permian. We didn't have that with us. Um, I've I've never – I've been real streaky with the, the rocket toss. And I, I do think that – I would – you know, I do think there's a couple 
in my opinion, we're not able it, from the pistol to run the rocket toss as good as somebody underneath. I just feel like our slot gets pushed back a little further and the angle doesn't feel good for the core. I don't know. I, we kind of mess around with it. And then every year I'd like, what are we doing? We don't call it, you know, I always, I'm hoping one day to learn from like, <laughs> maybe we won't work it as much or something or work it and believe in it. But um, yeah. So we're, 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 you know, this year I'd say we, we just kind of, uh, we didn't have a very good veer year. Um, just saw a lot of 50 and then, but we had a great mid triple year and a great midline year. Um, so we ran, the, you know, we ran the crap out of the midline, the mid triple um, and the G play. And those were really what we tried to work. I mean, we, and I was real proud of our kids. Charge. All right, cool. Well, coach, we wanted to ask you about your past game just a little bit. I know we talked about it earlier uh, in the podcast, but I just wanted to know because you're in that, uh, that pistol set, you know, what's your kind of mindset there? I know you said start early on, you wanted to be 50, 50. That was a long time ago back in the now, day, right? Is yeah, it all based was, on your personnel kind of, or. Yeah, we, we, um, you know, obviously we're, we carry that. It's funny. We've had years where I feel like play action really hits and years where it's like, it just doesn't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but we try to throw post wheel. Um, yeah, we've had more success, uh, lately and I think we're hopefully continue to get in it is sometimes, you know, we have a little, we'll get more of a true two by two look probably than the most flex phone guys. Um, like a true two by two spread look. Um, and it's run some switch combinations, which is really for me, like going way back. That was like our first play action in 14 was just, you know, orbit motion and vertical switch off a little bad veer fake. And that was, it seemed like in 14, when we didn't know how to run the ball, that play was, oh, I mean, it was unbelievable. We couldn't run the ball yeah. and the play action was open. And then we've had years where we can run the heck out of the ball and they guard everything. It's, it's, it's like, man, it's humbling. Yeah. Um, but we, like I was kind of mentioning is we'll throw a lot, um, if we get, you know, if we get a soft corner, especially to the boundary or if we're in the middle of the field, we really would like to throw the backside hitch um, and just try to steal five or six. Um, and then we'd li like to throw the backside tunnel screen to that guy, um, especially if we're on the hash into the boundary. We'll, um, the, we'll send the B back to kick the corner. Um, the tackle and guard will set, and then they'll get out. The tackle will get the force. You know, the guards look in play side back or to safety. Um, the center will set and then he'll get out uh, looking really, he's looking uh, just play side guard as well. And then the backside guard uh, is just looking to pick up any trash um, that may be chasing the screen down. So, um, you know, like I said, we, we throw that play a lot and, and have, I think have found some pretty neat ways to run it. Um, and when we have a guy that's really explosive, we'll try to get it to him with that same concept in a, in a whole bunch of different ways. Um, so we've, um, and like, we just have it. And, and, and so every off, every winter is the same for me where we go on this great search of something we're going to throw and be really effective at. Um, and then I, you know, I don't know if I'm like a lot of coaches and it's hard to call it. It's just like, man, this triple play is pretty good play. Like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to waste right. it down. Right. Um, you know, and then like a sack just like destroys my world. Right. I mean, yeah, I just don't even, 
Yeah, and I was like, I'm the biggest fool in the stadium. Why would I even call that play? You know, just yeah. just run the trap again. And yeah. um, so, I, but you know, we we have tried to. I've just it feels like it's been very. We kind of just like you know, some years we've had great success throwing the slot drag off play action, just dragging him back across the field. Yeah. And then next year's we'll really. We'll work the post will 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 be there for us. And we have great success on the post will. Um, and then like you know, I've mentioned before, sometimes we have great success just tagging the backside receiver on all sorts of stuff and just trying to let him work, you know, post corners, post curls, um, 10 yard outs, just any ways that we know we're getting soft one on one and he's a threat. We'll we'll try to do that. Um and so we haven't uh been able to you know, we'll try to – we work curl flat. Um, I, I'm not a very good – I'm still – I watch guys sprint out. I watch flex bone guys sprint out, and they make it look so easy. And I watch spread guys sprint out, and they make it look so easy. And then I try to sprint out, and it looks like we're – like we never – like they've never been coached before. So, I, I like, I, I want to do that. I would say some other things pass game-wise that have been really good for us is just a bunch of ways to run the naked. Um, you know, I, I, we run the naked off, uh, the down play pretty well. I like, um, we started really in 17, we started using the backside slot a lot and slipping him out into the flat. Um, you know, so like faking B back naked, like going B back toss. And then, you know, we got a 10 yard out from our, from our slot, however you want to think yeah. of them, I guess, technically the play side slot. And then that backside slot would run the, would come behind the line of scrimmage um, and come on. And, and that's really been a nice way for us to kind of, you know, we're still getting that flood concept, but just changing instead of it always being the B back, um, trying to get different guys in there a little bit. Um, so that's, that's always kind of been fun for us is trying to find good ways to run the neck. And, um, and then really, honestly, you know, most weeks we'll try to get some sort of like, man, this may work or it may be, you know, pick, help the quarterback pick his helmet up type deal um, <laughs> where we're going to, we just really hopefully get a look or, you know, we, we get on schedule, obviously is the most important thing. We get on schedule and we're able to, to really establish some sort of run game. And we feel like we've really dialed something up. And so I've always, um, in most weeks I say, we try to get to it, you know, we'll throw, we'll try to get to it. Um, and, and it's like all things, you know, when you're having a night where you really got the run game going it seems like those shots really take off for you. And then when it's, when they've kind of got your number, you're, of course, everything's hard. Um, So, uh, but I would say like just consistently year in, year out, really since 15. um, One thing that, that we're, that we're going to do is we're going to throw the backside hitch. We're going to throw the backside tunnel screen. um, We're going to throw some sort of drag concept, whether that be dragging the tight end, dragging the play side slot, um, or, you know, hitting the drag on the neck and uh, have been pretty steady things for us. Um, they've been more ste- – I, I wish, like, just that we could get more post-wheel concepts going. Like, we just – you know, when they hit, they hit. But sometimes they I, – I, I think a lot – I always I, – I think – I don't know if it's because we don't, we don't do enough switch blocking. So, I don't know if that's such an easy tell when they see – you know, our slot look like he's heading to the wheel. Like, yeah. um, that's one thing I do like though, when we get in that, when we get like in a true two by two set, um, like a spread set, we, no matter who's forcing, 
we always switch block it. And I, I don't know, you know, because usually I'm, I know everybody, we don't read it out like on the edge, like, you know, like how guys just their slot takes their read steps and they, yeah. I just don't, I don't feel like I'm a smart enough coach to teach them to do that. So we like, you know, on normal perimeter plays, the slots arcing the, the safety, who's usually the force, but I mean, he's going to arc the safety and the wideout's going to dig out the corner unless we make a switch call. Um, but when we spread it out, I've just, for whatever reason, I've had more success no matter who they're forcing is that we always switch block it. And I know you don't want to, in theory, you're not supposed to put the wide out on the force player. Um, but you know, we'll, we just teach him to go flat and be ready to crack him. And so then I, I say, all that to say, I think that's helped us. And I do like, and the one reason I like that is because that, that vertical switch play action, at least it looks a little more, you know what I mean? Like I, I post will, well, I love it, and we still call it, and it's always going to be a good play. I don't know if we have much run game that really looks like post-wheel, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, just that. for us. And um, I'm always interested, man. You know, like when, when Air Force really gets it going, they start dialing up some sweet play actions. Um, yeah. And yeah. I want to get more – you know, I've thought about – I want to – we haven't really – we've all, we've worked it here and there, um, you know, like running play action off – mid triple um but truly bringing my pitch man like bringing him on the snap um so really i think that's a great sell if you can protect it um and then and then we've had and i'll tell you another just good solid play action that we've always used and i don't know if it's unique to being in the pistol i, I think I've, uh, every flex guy uses it but really you know using orbit motion on the back side um and hitting him coming out the back side um, has 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 won us a few games just when they get in such a habit of, you know, kind of forgetting about that guy. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that's it. We're on. We're still on the great quest to learn how to to pass the ball and run the triple. And uh, I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> I believe you, Coach. Yeah, no doubt. I believe you. I hope I if, if unless if if how I operate technology is any indication, I'll never get there. <laughs> Yeah, if that was the issue, we'd all be, we'd all wouldn't get there. Trust me, that's not the problem. We're good. <laughs> hey, um, so uh, back when you were at Permian, um, our guy Scotty D put some clips on Telegram. Oh, yeah. Of you guys using some false pulls, man. So if you would just talk about that a little bit, why you used yeah. it and, uh, no doubt. and how you used it. I really, I'd always thought about stuff like, like we had just always talked about doing that kind of stuff. We had, um, and I've, I've seen Navy do it a little bit, but we, what kind of got my wheels turning on it was when we would play Central, Central runs a four two five, and they do a great job. And we had, you know, we run the trap a lot, the long trap. Um, we call it 26, 27, but we, man, we had just, that had just been such a good play for us. But of course, you know, in the four, two, five, you're always short on that backside backer. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if, well, I say, you know, hopefully you can work your tackle to teach him to veer backer to backer. And, and you know, if all the, if everything, it can look beautiful when it all hits, but if he chases that play side backer out or, you know, it is. And so I'd always think about, man, there's gotta be a way, you know, to run trap action, but maybe read that three, Instead of blocking back on the three, why don't we send the center back to the backer we can't get to anyway? 
and you know, like a midline look off the trap. And I saw Navy do it when they had Malcolm Perry a few times. And it's, you know, it's pretty, man, it was awesome. And so, but we never did it. We worked it a few times. We had never, never did it. But we, so I started thinking about really going versus our defense every day at Permian and practice and, you know, talking to our guys in the office and just about how, you know, keyed in their backers were to our guards. Um, and so they're playing a 50 and, and also it, it, we would use it. So we're trying, you know, we'd, I wanted to veer the tackle, but if we just use base rules and veered the tackle and they gap exchange, well, then we're not going to have anybody for that play side backer because yeah. we can't load it because we got to arc that play yeah. side slot, you know? So we were just in that pickle. Um, we are playing a school called Arlington Martin, who's really loaded, has great players every year. Defensively, they're awesome. Um, and I just didn't like our matchup. I mean, I, I, I knew that we weren't going to be able to, to – to, it wouldn't be wise for us to just try to scoop out their nose all night long with our center and backside guard. I just thought, man, they're going to wad it up. Um, it's just that's asking a lot of our kids. We've got to either double that nose or somehow be able to, to veer the tackle and, and, uh, and base that nose. But I just didn't think we could scoop him, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Um, and so they were, man, they were in a 55 front. And so we just started, we just called it, I think we called it uh, 12 and 13 pool. Um, we would just, so if we were running inside veer to the right, we were scooping the backside and we told that guard for you, you're going to run it just like 27, go kick out that end. And then that tag, that pool tag, um, you know, usually versus a 50 yard tackles base rule, he'll, he'll slip, he'll outside release that five technique. And so when he heard that pull tag, now he would veer. Um, and so he would veer and that pull tag would, it was pretty sweet. Um, you know, it would do just enough to that play side backer to where he couldn't get out of the box. Um, and we were able to get the veer on him. And so, um, like I said, we did that in 18. We didn't get to it this year. Um, I think it's a great, when you, when you got those guys that are, you know, the backers are just playing so fast and they're more athletic than you and, um, just, it was like, cause those guys were really good. So I just wanted, it was just, you know, one of those other things that was a simple addition, but just to slow their eyes down a little bit, you know, they're getting a pulling guard, but then they're getting dive at them. So at least they're going to stay in the box. You know what I mean? At least yeah. we can get it. And then we can finally get a nice clean read because that DN is going to squeeze. You know what I mean? So it just, yep. it was one of those things that for us, um, Versus that fifty that I really that I really liked and, and um, I'm trying we did I thought we did something else that that week um, but yeah we used that influence with that guard pulling and it was nice and and um, like I said we didn't get to it this year but I think it's a great answer for some fifty fronts and and you guys may know more about you know like that midline trap look I've always wanted to you know I've screwed around drawing that thing up so many times um, I get nervous because it. It's like, oh my gosh, how's this? How's this not going to work? And that's usually that's the kiss of death. So, um, yeah, we that was something that that I really that really helped us that week, and um, and we and, and we were outmatched, but it gave us a chance to to get the ball going. I think my my quarterback did a great job reading it, and uh, and you know how it is. You're just you're looking to get out clean to one and two and get yeah. three cut, and yeah. so often when we'd run into those blue bloods out of the metroplex they would do such a good job on the interior we just you know we couldn't get out there 
Yeah. We, we couldn't get it separated and get our reads clean. And, and, um, so, and I think it paired well, cause we do, and I'll, and I, it's just kind of one of those plays the trap has always been a good play for us. And so, you know, of course those backers are, Hey, when that guard goes, you go getting his hip. Um, so I, I would, hopefully we can kind of get back to that cause we see a lot of 50, um, and, you know, when and I was actually thinking about just other that to me, for me anyway, that's I think that's kind of an un, unchartered territory that I haven't explored enough is like using false reads. Yeah. Um, with with option, you know, with because we run we run a little slot reverse all the time where we pull the guard and, you know, uh, and he and he and he we base number one on the backside and that guard just locks up on number two. And we run it all the time and we need, you know, I, was, I don't know why I was thinking about that the other day as like, I need something going away from that guard well, you just because the, we always do it. I got to say a big trend in football right now is the, in the, uh, the running the buck sweep with an RPO because those two guards pull and then bam, you got the RPO replacing it on the backside there, you know? Yeah. I spent, I spent some time uh, running a single wing in 2020 with coach Darlington. And okay. he's a big he's a big false puller or uh, uh, call them key breakers, you know what I mean? To get those guys running one way and then you hang them and then bam, you're out the door the other way, you know? Yeah, so, I, 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 I need it. And I was thinking, I was actually, I was like, man, I wonder how you could do something away from the G, because we're, it's like when we get in a three man surface and that motion heads that way. I mean, yeah. everybody knows it's about to happen. We're about to try to get that G and that C gap. It's like, man, if we could even do that yeah. and reverse the quarterback, but do something back the other way. That would, that would really, once again, I think it's just about like trying to just slow, you know what I mean? Your, your bread and butter is always going to be your bread and butter, but if you can give them, you know, something to, to slow their eyes down, yeah, um, it only can help your bread and butter. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Great stuff. Coach, one last question before we let you go. Yes, sir. Maybe couldn't you leave us with a drill you feel is vital to the gun flex phone uh, equipment needed organization time, something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. So in the gun flex phone, I, we're trying to mesh. We're trying to mesh where an under center team would mesh. And so from what I know, watching under center guys, you know, that every, they're working back on everything um, where we're working forward. Um, now that the rub there is those that we, I have to work really hard with my guys to like on their feet, like not to get, um, you know, our, well, I want our feet in concrete, like most option guys I know. Um, but when we're, when we're working forward, um, a lot of times if I don't work hard on it, our feet get, I think like get sloppier looking than, than what they should. And it really hurts us on our reads and, you know, you just don't, it affects everything after that. Um, so one, and once this was something that really helped me once I got out here to Midland, cause I had a, once again, I had to slow everything down and I couldn't, I, you know, I, I took so many things for granted after doing it for so long. Um, but we do a lot of, as far as teaching the quarterbacks footwork, I do a lot of stuff on the whistle where everything is on command. Um, and so just for instance, so on the inside, well, I was talking midline mid triple cause that's what I teach first, kind of what we hang our hat on in the option game. Um, you know, our, our, our footwork is our backside foot steps to the center's backside foot. And then we slide. So it's step slide. Um, 
And then, and so we work that on the whistle, you know, of course we're with the be backs, um, but we work that, you know, it's first whistle. They take their first step, second whistle, they slide to the mesh point. And then I say hit. And then the B back runs the path and, and, you know, loose arms and we mesh. Um, but then what I had to work, I have to work. And then I, I make the quarterbacks freeze just to emphasize like them getting their feet in the ground um, and not moving. And, and like I said, I don't know if it's, it, to me, it seems like it's more of a thing you have to worry about coming out of the pistol than when you're coming from underneath. Because what will happen in the pistol is like the quarterback will never stop. Like he'll just kind of start working downhill. And in my opinion, he never, he never bubbles off the mesh. Mm-hmm. He, it gets real cloudy. He'll ride it too long. He'll start shuffling, you know, like he's doing some sort of power read thing out of the gun. And it's like, it just doesn't work. You've got to get your feet set. You got to get that ball, you know, hip, uh, hip level over your back knee and ride knee to knee. And then you can, then you bubble and go and, and, and play. Um, and so we, we work that drill. We just mesh drill for us every day is we work the midline path. Then we work the inside veer path, but on that rhythmic deal with me controlling the quarterback's feet. Uh-huh. Um, and then that, that drill takes us straight to two ball drill. Um, which for us is like layup lines. I mean, we, we do it starting day one. I mean, we'll do it. Um, you know, I hope that one day coach late in December and work, that'll, that'll be what we do first in practice is what we do in warm up. um, is just to, you know, is to get our met. And then we go from two ball, you know, we're going to work mid triple both ways. Then we work inside veer both ways. And if we've allotted enough time, then we go from two ball to one ball drill. Um, and that's where I like, you know, and then we can start giving the quarterback looks and start making him make decisions. Um, and so that's kind of our daily routine. One thing, another thing that I learned coming over to Midland that, that um, I kind of knew at Permian, but once again, uh, we I just took things were already kind of rolling. Um, you know, every year, especially when I was teaching young kids at Permian, we go through meshes and, and you know, we, we do it all. We do it all. And then we'd add a center to the mix, and it was like we'd never seen a football. Um, you know, it was just complete shrapnel. And so since I've been here at Midland, I had, like we've never done two-ball drill or a mesh drill without a live center. Yeah. Just – and I think that really I, – I don't think – I know like it really sped the process up for us because we – I mean, they've ne- – you know, we didn't – I didn't start, and I think I just underneath it may not be as big of a deal, but in that pistol, you know, you're getting a perfect snap from the coach or the quarterback when you're learning it all, and then all of a sudden you're getting it coming out of a rear end, and it's not perfect, and it's it's just the whole new world. And I, you know, I we get so frustrated just starting over whenever we added the center to the mix, and so um, I, I've encouraged guys that want to get into the pistol option stuff is like. If you're going to – now, I think, you know, the guys that do it from four yards and are more zone read base, it's probably not as big a deal to them. But when your toes are at three um, and your B-back's two yards behind that, that that room – I mean, the margin of error is pretty small because we're – hopefully we're hitting it. If it's slower than underneath, it's only by hair. You know, we're still trying to hit it, and there's a lot of moving parts for the quarterback to, to get his feet down. So um, that's been, I think, in installing this at Midland – it's been really huge for us to we just man we just rep the crap out of that they've never um, in a in a in a mesh in an option drill instance 
they don't ever take a snap from a court, you know, just from a me or from a quarterback. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, it's kind of like, man, you, I sacrificed some indie time with the center on the boards and I don't like that, but if you don't get the snap, then, you it know, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. So, like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then everybody's mad. Um, <laughs> but that, but like, once again, really breaking that quarterback footwork down, um, and, and, and controlling the mesh, um, has really been a game changer for me, just like installing it and teaching it. And, um, I think cut down on our learning curve a little bit. Um, so that's, yeah, those are, those are something that we, that we do every day, um, is, is, is working hard on that. And then just speaking to the slots, um, while we're doing mesh drill, the B backs and quarterbacks are doing that mesh drill where we're really, I've got them slowed down, working hard on that. Uh, this year we started, I've got two great slot coaches, Mike Sadler and Chad Head, that do a great job for me. And um, this year we started working what is it called a block grid. And so we just, every day while we're doing that, um, like the slots are going through, um, they're running the four path, which is the path they take. We call the four path. That's the path they take on the midline when they're the play side slot, you know, stepping when they're inside foot, they're running through the crack of the tackle on the four, you know, as if there was a head up four, um, you know, so they run the four path um, and they, they block a dummy. Then they run the five path, step with their inside, step with their inside foot right through the five technique. Like it's like we're load blocking on, on the inside veer. Um, and then they, and then they run an arc path. Uh, we, and you know, some, when we get full pads on, we'll scoop and we'll get on the ground. I know we, you know, we can cut. I know a lot of high school guys can't cut. Um, so we'll get on the ground and cut the tackle dummy. Um, but even like right now in off season, when we get to work that stuff, you know, we just, we put a towel down and we just scoop that towel with our inside mm-hmm. hand. Um, and so we'll go four path, five path, arc and scoop, and then we'll go arc and scoop off of our twirl motion. And so that, uh, that, that's really helped us like teach those blocks as not so much um, teach them as a part of their skill set. Like it couldn't matter, you know, it, like when I'm talking to a slot, like it doesn't matter what the play is. If you hear the word load, you do this, you know, now right. obviously they only hear it really on the veer, but I'm just, I use that as, a, as an example. Or if, if we tell you to run the four path, I mean, it's probably going to be midline, but maybe we got something else going. You run the four path. Um, and then when the last one we do, uh, is to work, uh, the G play and it's something that we got from Harding where they use the phrase, steal the C gap. And so we, you know, we step with our outside foot, um, have a coach. If he squeezes, he bounces around that coach. If he, if he sits, steal the C gap and go, you know, go fit up on that backer. Um, so those daily drills, I think, um, were able, um, I like, I was really proud of our, I was proud of our whole team and our staff this year, but um, like our slots did a great job. I thought of really knowing what to do, not turning it down um, and, and being great, you know, team players. And then really, I mean, that's, that's such a cool position. Cause it's like, I mean, that's a football playing position right there. You know, they got to do so much and be so smart and physical and tough and, but still handle the ball. So um I really, I really try to take a lot of pride in those guys um, and get them to take pride in their work too. That's awesome. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, but before we let you go, 
I'm sure the listeners are going to want to get in touch with you. What's what's your best? Uh, what's what's their best way to get get a hold of you to to talk some football and some business? Yeah, for, next time? for sure. Just uh, my cell phone number is uh, area code three two five six six zero two six four two. And man, they're more than more than welcome to reach out to me. Um, and then my uh, my Twitter handle is at coach underscore fortune. So whatever, um, whatever is easiest for people. Um, I, I, once again, man, I, I, I didn't, you know, I've, I've been influenced and um, so many guys have been so good to me uh, talking ball that I, I'm, I'm honored people would even think about calling. No, you, you'd be surprised coach. There'll be a lot of folks hit you up, man. I think my wife just looked at me crazy throwing at my cell phone number, but maybe I should have. It's all at the landline number. If we have well, we, just tell them no. there's only three people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, so, there's yeah. only three listeners, babe. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's all good. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you coming on, brother. Hey, I'm, once again, sorry I was having y'all scramble. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah.